1: Live. Good evening. Praise the Lord, uh, uh, Elder Shank, I think.
2: Yes, praise the Lord. Possibly, How are you doing today?
1: Great yourself? All right. Hey, Amen. We got a minute, I think, uh, before we start
2: uh, the call. Uh huh.
3: I notice
1: uh, Amen We thank the Lord Amen uh, This evening Amen Give God glory Praise Honor We are appreciative To him Amen For allowing us To have this Apostles Roundtable uh, Now going For almost two years And Um We thank God, amen, for everybody that has continued to uh, participate in it. I'm going to ask you, sir, would you please give thanks to God and, and offer prayer?
2: George, we thank you, we praise you, we bless your holy name. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather once again before you that we might discuss what is on our hearts and minds that it would be pleasing to you that you would guide and direct the conversation, that you would be a part of all that we say and do in this roundtable discussion. Lord, we just ask you to bless Apostle Griffin and his family and and the McCormick family, Lord. We just ask you to bless them and comfort them in the death of Bishop McCormick. Lord, we just thank you. We praise you. We thank you for his life, Lord, and his life of service, Lord. We just ask you to bless the family. Comfort them as only you know how. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen, and uh, thank you, sir. And uh, again, this is the uh, Thursday evening roundtable uh, discussion. Um, we give God praise and thank him for- being on for almost two years now it to be two years at the end of uh, August and uh, we thank God for everybody that has uh, continued on with us and uh, has participated supported uh, prayed uh, for us and um you know we just want to honor God and uh, bless his great name um <clears throat> I, I thank God even for people coming on uh, right now, uh, and I'll bring them in in a moment. As you know, last week we were out of town, Elder Shank and I, <clears throat> and uh, we thank God for Prophet Behati for uh, carrying on the uh, uh, roundtable uh, discussion. Um, we appreciate you, Prophet. I know you just came on. Thank you for uh your support as always and last week. Can you hear me, Prophets?
4: I can, Apostle. How are you this
1: evening? Great, great. And uh we thank God um, for I think that's Jerusha. Yes. Iris? On the call. God bless you. Good evening.
5: Good evening. Um,
1: so here we are again on the round table. Uh some of you may have uh, noticed uh through Facebook uh, that since I came back, while Elder Shank and I were coming back through Pennsylvania, we got a call a message that my father-in-law had passed, uh, Bishop McCormick. He's 92, he was 92 years old. And so uh, since then we've been uh, very busy with um, just family and uh, plans of uh, the homegoing service. Uh, which is coming this uh, Saturday uh, morning. So uh, please pray for me uh, that we're not off in any way, if you understand what I mean by off. Um, I did very briefly get an opportunity to uh, listen to um, the uh, call from last week, Prophetess. And I mentioned to my wife, I said, it sounds like a very good subject and uh, very appropriate for the body of Christ. Uh, the first thing I noticed was that you were on a long time. <laughs> Amen. And that's all right. Amen. And I believe from my, me hearing excerpts uh, that you were discussing money. Is that right, Prophet body? that was a part of it
4: apostle yes i was
1: what was the uh, uh main theme or
4: uh the main theme basically that i was talking about it really sort of started from um being able to when we listening to god and uh we do we know him when god is speaking to us and and being obedient to his word and and then from that it just got cuz i was really sort of like just kind of ad libbing cuz i really hadn't had opportunity to do, uh, line of what subject matter was going to be. And it just sort of just came kind of uh, sprung off from that. And I was just basically speaking in regards to, you know, when God sometimes uh, we get it confused when God is speaking to us about tithing and offering and seed offering or seed tithing or, or when we were planting seed and then the difference, what was the difference between tithing, offering, and seeding when God has asked us to plant a seed and the timing of the seeding and the purpose and the being focused on the seeding. And that's what I thought it was going on
1: there. Okay. Um, Excuse me. Very interesting that you uh, discussed that because we briefly went over that in uh, class last night. Wow. And uh, if if I went the other way, I would probably, uh, the other way that I was going, I would probably be talking about, uh, you know, the Supreme Court decision of two Fridays ago. Concerning uh, same-sex marriage, and and ask you know what's happened in Arizona, what's happened in Oklahoma, here in Ohio, etc But uh, let's just touch on uh, what you've talked about, uh, um, and 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 and, I, and I'll paraphrase, and um, please correct me. I stand to be corrected. You mentioned the difference between tithing, offering, and seed offering. Is that right? Yes. <clears throat> Jerusha, do you have a problem if we, uh, discuss this?
5: Oh, no, uh uh-uh. not at
2: all.
1: Elder Shank, do you have an issue with it?
2: Well, no, go ahead.
1: Okay, so, you know, <laughs> and, uh, maybe I should, uh, even let Jerusha do some talking here because I'm going to go back to deal with Abram here very quickly, Abram and Melchizedek, uh, Uh, We we all know that tithing uh, predated the law uh, 430 years with Abram uh, giving tithes to tithing of all that he had to Melchizedek. I went ahead last night and uh, made the comment that, uh, well, where did Abram, Where did he learn how to tithe? The Bible doesn't tell us where. I went ahead and made this comment that foundationally that God had already implanted in man that all was his, and I'll let you access a part, a -A P-A-R-T-A part, even in the Garden of Eden, Mm -hmm. where he kept a... A tree
2: to himself said you can eat of any other trees in the garden but this
1: tree you know I'm paraphrasing you do not touch it belongs to me and so uh, God had planted uh, the uh, uh, knowledge the uh, understanding even that the whole earth everything belonged to him and he was going to allow man to Participate in uh, all that he possesses, and so uh, somebody uh, made the comment yesterday, and you know you can see it on my Facebook page that they said, as I made a comment about uh, covering spiritual coverings when people approach a person and, and says, you know, I want to be your covering. You know, aware of that because that's not God's, uh, you know, kind of design plan unless the Lord tells you to go somebody, I guess. But uh, I said something about tithe, and they say, "Well, where uh, are You, or matter of fact, we're going to get some scriptures, you know, for you. Re- you remember yesterday? Yes. And uh, I had actually inboxed. We were inboxing the. I was actually inboxing the individual, but so we were talking about tithing, and uh, they wanted. They were trying to say, you know, well, where is it in? Where is it in the New Testament? And they were trying to uh, st- state that why am I not so tremendously blessed, and I'm paraphrasing, if I've been tithing? And I think that's a uh, question that a lot of people in church ask because
2: uh, as I heard an
1: excerpt of uh, what you were saying, Prophet Bahati, there's a lot of people in, in the church economy that are dealing with, with finances and uh, there are a lot of people that have faithfully tithed and they don't see the um, open heaven that uh, supposedly has been promised in the book of Malachi then you made the comment about offering and then you said something about seed offering so let's just kind of go around and see if, if if we're all on the same page, or or not? Uh, definitely, I think we probably can just exclude tithing because everybody knows tithing is about ten percent, at least ten percent, the minimum ten percent. So there must be an issue um, um, because people do talk about offering, and then they talk about what's the terminology, Prophet Baha'i? Seed offering? Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah seed offering. Well, is there a difference between offering and seed offering saints? How would you describe it? How would you describe the one or the two?
2: Well, typically a tithe is 10% of your money, your time, your worship. And uh, a seed offering is something it's quite often been
3: uh, put forth by
2: uh, traveling evangelists and so forth. They don't necessarily belong to your congregation, but when they come to speak for your congregation, they oftentimes raise their own offerings, and that's what seed offering is put into. Someone else's ministry, other than your own.
1: Anybody else want to comment? I, I will. I will not comment until the end. Anybody uh, else want
3: to comment?
5: I, um, I always struggle with that term "seed offering," <laughs> and of course, I'm you know we're you know originally from Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, the birthplace of the you know prosperity gospel, and. Um, you know, tithing, the 10%, and then anything you give above and beyond, um, you know, our our motivation there's um, should be, you know, out of, you know, love for the Lord and not for what we're going to get from it. And um, I get real disturbed. I've seen a lot lately. In fact, I've actually had to, you know, um, cut off contact with people, you know, posting pictures of piles of money and in the name of Jesus, you know, say amen, and you're going to, you know, have this money falling out of heaven. Um, That really bothers me. Um, You know, so the Lord himself was not a wealthy man. And, you know, when people say, you know, you don't, you know, the, the seed faith and, you know, it's going to guarantee you You know, you're going to get ten, a hundredfold back. You know, I I just, I don't see the Lord doing that. And, you know, the Lord, his time here on earth, you know, he, he was, he didn't have a place to lay his head. So, you know, to me, it's like people saying, well, did, you know, Jesus not have enough faith? Um and again, it's, you know, from, you know, where you know, where I spent the, you know, first um forty five years of my life and now, you know, recently moved back and and just seeing um you know, this and also too just also help, you because I live in Africa part time and, you know, see what that's done to, you know, the negative thing it's had in Africa. And I know I'm gonna you know i I've opened up a can of worms, but you know what
1: it's what been, do you
5: mean by you open a cup open up worms oh well you know it, again it, it's such a popular teaching here in the United States and you know you go over into third world countries and so forth and you know this is being you know propagated and with it, it really does hurt these countries and it's not biblical um Jay Lee Grady former um editor of Charisma magazine um it wrote an article that was very excellent. In fact, I actually have it on my ministry Facebook page, you know, call How the Prosperity Gospel Has Hurt Africa. Um, you know, and, our, and as I said, you know, the tithing and whatever we give above and beyond should be out of love for the Lord, not for what we expect to get back from it.
1: Amen, amen. Uh, who else wants to comment? So... What we're dealing with, we're talking about uh, three things. It's uh, part of a continuation of what Prophet Bahati spoke about last uh, Thursday. A- a- am I saying this right, Prophet Bahati? Tithing, offering, and seed offering. It- it- what's the difference?
3: And, and well, that, me- that's and ahead, Prophet ahead, Bahati, You can put
1: it. You can put it in better perspective. I'm only dealing with that part of what you dealt with last week, but you can put it in better perspective than I okay, um, um
4: when I was speaking on that last week, uh as I was speaking I was like I say I was just um asking if it was that sort of like god inspired This type of subject that I was talking about, and the point that I was making when when I say seed offering or I'm talking about seed offering, I'm not really really preaching about prosperity, so much But <laughs> for me, a seed offering is is Pacific. It's also timing, and it also has a purpose that's attached to it, and it's also God inspired. Uh, just like uh, it's not always monetary. We don't always give. A lot of people they give, and they want to always receive money. But sometimes it's not um, always monetary. There are times when you know when you, you there's a specific amount that God may have. Spoken to you to tell you to give to a specific person, a specific organization, a a, a religious organization. It does not always have to be a religious organization. It's God inspired. For instance, an example that I use is uh, god uh, I I see often, I used to be quite frequently, and I did not have the finances at the time to do what He had asked me to do, to give the amount of money that He had asked me to give. But I knew that if He had asked me to give this, that there was going to be a way that He would make in order for me to do that so i was obedient and when it came time for me to give what he had told me to give i had that and, and i had what i had to give so i went and i gave it to to i said it was the church that he told me to give it to and i went gave it to the church well no one knew at the time but at the time that i gave it the the time that i gave it um, the pastor of the church's brother had passed away he just suddenly passed away they found him dead in the home he did not have insurance So the family was giving car washes and struggling trying to get uh, um, the money for the funeral Well, god had put it on my heart to give at the time i really didn't know what was going on in regards to the finances the insurance anything like that uh so i went and i gave the money i called the pastor and told her what god had spoken to me and and i went and when i gave her the the the, uh, money she said that you know that's exactly the amount that they needed in order to complete the burial services, funeral services for their brother. So I was obedient in that area. So I didn't expect to get back money or anything like that, but I do know that there's been there's times, you know, uh, sometimes God, he will give us uh, business innovative ideas or things like that. He doesn't always come back, as I explained, monetarily. He'll give you an idea if you have a business or whatever it is. Uh, you may need a healing. Family members may need healing or whatever because there's a purpose attached to the seed at seed time and harvest time. So you cannot plant a seed and not expect a harvest from it you have to always there's some expectation that goes along with that so for me it was it was a healing that i needed in my body and i did receive that healing and there's been times when i needed uh he's given give me time to see something i tithe and i do my offerings you know but i also do that in in and when not all the time, but whenever it's directed by him. So when I say seed offering, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about somebody give you five thousand dollars and you expect to get a hundredfold or tenfold, and you want it back monetarily. That's not what I'm
1: that's not what I'm speaking of when I say
4: seed offering.
3: Okay.
1: Uh anyone else? I I'll comment at the end. Anyone else for um and let me let me just say this again. Uh, we we probably don't need to talk about the difference between uh, to exclude tithing because tithing is totally separate. It's the uh, and I do hear you, Prophet Bahati, It's the thing that's being said in in the U.S. and other uh, supposed uh, modern nations mm-hmm. a seed seed offering and offering. Is there a difference? So we're kind of talking about now. Is there a difference? Who else wants to comment? Uh,
6: praise the Lord. This is Dr. Shaw. Bless you. I, I'm just getting on not too long ago, but um, I can agree with Dr. Um, Prophetess Fahadi in regards to the seed offering because it is a matter of expecting the harvest. And um, when we sow a seed and and when we reap what we sow. Um the seed offering is a ministry that uh it's as a natural harvest when you're yielding and planting the seed, as long as you're planting it in good ground. So uh, when the church has a seed offering, it is a matter of what is expected. When you're having, uh, when you're giving an offering, uh, and it could be an offering of prayer or the the seed offering, uh, going back to that for a minute, is where you're exercising faith because um, it's coming from the heart and it's coming where God can change uh, circumstances uh, through the principle of the word and different things on that level. Uh, When you're dealing with offering, uh, you can offer up um, your work toward the ministry. You can offer up uh, in prayer, uh, an intercessory prayer, uh, for the account of someone else. You can offer up your services uh, to the kingdom. Uh, When you're dealing with tithes, it is what is requested. as in the Bible of the 10% of growth. Uh, so that you're giving back into the ministry. People always get hung up on the tithes and offerings aspect, and it's it's a matter of obedience, for one, not to be so concerned of what the pastors are going to do with that money. That's not even your concern, or uh, the judgment call is not on you to make that decision because God will have to deal with that. That's why so many churches are failing Um, or can't survive because tithes are short and people are not paying their tithes into the kingdom or into the church to keep the lights on, for example, or keeping the electricity or the heat on. People just think that the church is just free and nobody gets, you know, any reward for anything. And, you know, God believes, I mean, you know, from the word that we, we should give people their just recompense of reward, When they're providing certain services, as some people do, award their pastors a certain uh, amount. But I think all of that is something that God will provide for as long as obedience is there toward the tithes. On the other end, the offering aspect—it comes from the heart, and 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 your tithes should come from the heart too, from faith. But Um, You know, the difference is what you're expecting back. Usually on a normal level, if you're going to give something to someone, you, you know, when you're helping people, you don't really expect that back. Uh, When someone's hungry and they need food, of course, you can't expect that back. So when people ask for money and you give them money, um, they say it's better to just give it to them rather than to loan it to them because they may not be able to pay that back. But seed offerings always bring in the harvest of whatever you've sown into um, good ground. Okay, so that's, that's my way of looking at it.
1: All right, all right, all right, all right. Anyone else? somebody else on the call, if they want to comment?
4: Uh, Apostle, so I would also like to say, in regards to the seed offering, also with offering, a lot of the, we have tithing and offering, a lot of times offering it is more, um, uh, more contingent upon, like you say, a goodwill given from the heart, and this is yeah. something that we do on a continuous basis. You know, yes. we continuously pay tithes every month, or some people pay every two months according to how their their pay is set up. And then, uh, along with the off the uh, offering, I mean, the tithing, they also give offering. But to me. Seed offering is something that's totally different. It's something that is specific. It could be a one-time purpose, but it's not something that you would continuously give all the time, even in the natural, you know, that when we're we're planting, if you're a farmer and you're planting, you have a season and a time in which to plant a seed in order to expect a harvest time. The harvest is going to come, and you know, pretty much expecting the harvest day of you planting corn, you expect to get corn at a certain time because you have planted that, that corn and you have you know, cultivated and did whatever you needed to do in order to to get that harvest. And and seeding is the same way. You know, it's not something that you do on a continuous basis unless unless God has directed you to do that. But it's for a specific time, a specific purpose, and a specific outcome.
6: Correct, like the building fund, for example. So it is a time and a place. There's a season for everything, and that would be the seed offering. I, I agree with that.
1: Okay, so, Mrs Dean, do you want to share anything before I start talking?
0: No, I didn't necessarily have anything to say, but I do remember uh, a sister that I know who always said uh, uh, when she kind of needed a job and whatever, she would sow a seed. She said, sow a seed for the need, and she was like, you know, because of the multiple you know, 30, 60, and 100 fold or whatever. So say, for instance, if she had 100, you know, that's the seed she would sold because she needed way more than that. So she would say, you know, sow the seed for the need.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You know, let me, let me um, say something. Um, I'm not the... Uh Everybody has their own opinion, and I'm certainly not. I don't control the word or the interpretation of the word. The uh, Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, um, leads us and guides us to all truth. Right. So when we deal with when we deal with the tithe, and, uh, like if everybody knows, like Jerusha said and everyone else said, it's at least ten percent, and some people do more. And the ideology of that is the fact that really it's all God's. And he's just what, uh, asking, uh, through obedience to give 10%. Um, and of course in the old covenant, there was, the tithe was set aside for, uh, something. The offering was set aside for something else, um, and now we got to deal with this uh this ideology in America of offering quote offering quote seed offering uh in both cases both of them are both of them are offerings and uh of course everybody knows that where this uh i think where the seed offering idea began was during the healing revivals with Oral Robertson and, and such in the forties and fifties. And of course they used Genesis, uh, I think, chapter eight, where uh the Lord um spoke concerning uh in, in the Noah the covenant with Noah about sea time, you know, while the earth remains, sea time and harvest would you know, would continue. And um you know, when I look at Matthew chapter thirteen, it talks about the parable of the sower. Jesus is uh, speaking and giving us uh, the way with his, the parables, the way the kingdom, his kingdom operates. He talks about the parable. You know, the sower went out to sow, and you know, he reaps the harvest based on uh, the degree of the harvest is based on the good the ground that sowed in. And then, you know, he reveals to them that uh, what he was sowing was the word. Now, I think I heard on, in, in the call here, and I, I think I heard it yesterday, too, that, you know, you, you can tithe. I'm, 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 let me just go back here. Somebody said you can tithe your time, you can tithe worship and whatever. Uh, let me just
3: remove that.
1: Um you can't. You cannot tithe your time. Mm-hmm. All your time belongs to God. <laughs> you can't just give him ten percent and then keep. You know, all your time belongs to God, if you will, in, in one sense. But I do know what people are saying. Um, I heard somebody make the statement that uh, uh, Prophet uh was led by the Lord to give uh, certain offering a seed or whatever, and it met a need, uh, really, don't you, wouldn't you agree, saints, that any time we give an offering, that we ask, we should ask the uh, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit to, uh, what right. is it that we should give? Yes. I, I mean, in in a very fundamental way, we should just say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to give?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All <laughs> Uh. Uh um I, I know the seed offering idea concept has been used for a lot of manipulation. Yes. It's
3: mm-hmm.
1: been used for a lot of, it's been used to make a lot of people rich.
3: hmm
1: in the fact that they will send you a a letter that they say they wrote, but it's market they use marketing okay. strategies. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's saying, mm-hmm, I got somebody to agree.
3: <laughs>
1: but uh they use market, they'll use marketing strategies saying, you know, you send in this seed or this seed of this amount or that amount, and you know, we're going to pray for you. <laughs> and so on and so forth. Those people don't those people don't know you, you don't know whether they're going to pray for you or not. And um And and the idea is, you know, you sow in the seed, and they tell you, and they tell you what you're going to get. In in one sense, they kind of explain in the paper what God's going to do for you. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's not right. I mean, there's something wrong with that. There's a spirit of error in that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying that you can't give an offering to ministries. Right. But it should be the Lord directing you what to give them.
3: Right? Amen. Not a,
1: market, not a marketing strategy. Right. The Lord should direct you what to give because we're supposed to be led by the Spirit, not led okay. by marketing strategies. <laughs> okay. um, and it's, it, it is true that people have given... Uh, what they call seed offering. And the the idea is, you know, you're planting a seed, you're expecting a harvest. And you should expect a harvest because that's what the Bible says. You know, whatsoever, whatsoever you sow, that shall you reap. So if you sow finances, you should expect to receive a financial harvest. If you sow peace, you should expect to receive peace. What Mm -hmm. it is you... You don't sow corn and, and receive tomatoes because that's not the way the kingdom. Uh, that's not what Jesus. Uh, that's not what God uh, uh, declared. He's talking about seed time and harvest. Whatever seed you sow, that's the word. That's that's the harvest that's coming back. We, I think we all know this it's been used for manipulation mm-hmm. and uh, make a lot of folks rich to sit on, excuse expression, $25,000 toilets. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Ain't nobody said nothing but (laughs) Juice and I. Um,
4: I'm waiting to to comment, Apostle. Go ahead. Uh, Well, I think that, and I I will agree 100% with everything that you're saying, and I think uh, 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 from what I was speaking last week, I think the content in which I was speaking is in regards to us having the ability to listen to when God is speaking to us, and I use, uh, you know, when I said seed time, offering those type of things, and I think I made it very clear that, you know, that I was, I don't, I don't believe in that the prosperity preaching. I don't believe in that, but what I do know is that what I was saying is in regards to when God is, you know, a lot of times there's, you know, like you say, there's a lot, a lot of manipulation going on, you know, fleet. Mm-hmm. I just say they're basically fleecing God's people, and I'm really 100% against mm-hmm. that because when God speaks to you directly, and what I was emphasizing and stating that, listening, being able to listen to when God is actually speaking to you, when God, I didn't need that those people to come and tell me anything about what they needed. God spoke to me and told right. me what he wanted me to do,
1: that's what you're supposed
4: to do, right? And so when God is speaking to us, we have to be obedient and right. listen to to His His voice and whatever He's telling us to do. Then we should, whether it's seeding it's money, whatever it is that He's asking us to do. And I think that's what basically what, what I was really speaking in, in terms of that, because we know that, you know, in the body of Christ, there there's a lot of people are doing a lot of things that they should not be doing, and especially when it comes to money, and that's why he said the the love of money. The love of money mm-hmm. is the root of all evil, and there's a lot of evil going on in the body of Christ in regards to money because we don't have a clear understanding, a concept of what money is really really all about and why, you know, it, money can be an mm-hmm. idle world. A lot of us are using money as an idol, and we don't really realize that this money has mm-hmm. become an idol because we're not using it the way that God has in, has purpose for us to use the money
1: amen in Deuteronomy yeah. eight eighteen it says uh I've given you the power to obtain yes uh wealth to wealth. establish you know mm-hmm. my kingdom and mm-hmm. uh god uh uh does desire his people to have ma- uh, to have money." Amen, and uh, for not the money to control us, but for the money to be uh, used for the direction uh, of uh, building the kingdom, and and so that, amen. God wants us to also uh, uh, enjoy life, and He will, amen, bless people, amen, so that they can jo- enjoy life. But the money cannot be controlling them. Right. Because then it becomes like you say, the idol. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um um money is a very big thing uh <laughs> in the uh in the body uh of uh, of Christ. I recall a church that the Lord told me to leave. Mm. An individual was uh, had a couple of times given my wife and I uh couple of large sums of money, like, you know, the person would come and give us $500, you know, uh, and, of course, secretly. But mm-hmm. uh, the day that I was leaving, uh, the day that I was leaving, when they found out, they came back to me and said, you know, they, they were disappointed that I was leaving, and they made the statement. She says, I was going to uh, uh, give you, because every other time they were told me the Lord told them to give it, because they were upset, they said, well, I'm not going to give it to you now. Uh, God uh, looks for, what, obedience in everything Mm -hmm. we do, financially, prayer, Mm
3: -hmm. whatever we do,
1: He's looking for obedience and faith. And like Prophet B'Hadi said, amen, uh, when it's time to give, the Lord prompts us to give, He may not always tell us why.
3: Mm -hmm. We're
1: just just responsible for obedience. So, Mm -hmm. uh, for me not to go uh, any deeper in this, um, I, I believe that offering and what they call seed offering to me is just offering. It's, it's just offering to me. And either the Lord's going to tell me to give a certain amount or I'm free to give uh, an amount. You know, if the mm-hmm. Lord doesn't say something, I'm able to give an amount. But sometimes they'll tell me uh, to give a certain amount, uh, mm-hmm. not for manipulation, but to bless and support mm-hmm. uh, the the kingdom. You can always tell when you can always tell saints when people uh, buy into and excuse the expression buy into
3: buy mm-hmm. into a
1: vision because they'll financially support it. People, if they ha- if they have the capability, they'll always financially support, Amen, that as well as uh, support it in other ways, uh, because you know money is very dear to uh, people, and some people have mm-hmm. to be very frugal in handling what they have,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. so uh, they have to be very careful about how they handle it, uh, because they don't have the excess to just, you know, scatter it everywhere they want. But yeah, there's a lot of manipulation when there was the discussion with um, uh, Pastor Creflo Dollar about the airplane. And there was a lot of discussion about that. I just looked at somebody and said, I don't know what they're complaining about. He's going to get it. Mm -hmm. People were talking about, you know, his, his $65 million plane. I said, he's going to get his plane. I said, he's got the supporters. He's going to get the plane. I don't know why they're talking about it. Now, I do know why they're talking about it, but I'm just saying, bottom line was, he was going to get it. And I would think, and I, you all may think, maybe, you, maybe you may think differently of me, but if his schedule is as they described, if his schedule is as, they described and he's not able to use uh the commercial airlines to to do what he his schedule demands then he probably needs a plane Mm -hmm. i'm just giving you a uh uh unbiased opinion if if his schedule is like it says it is he probably needs a plane to get to where he's got to go to meet the schedule. If those schedules are God-designed, you know, I guess he's got to do it. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, there is uh let me, let me sh- share something with you, the saints, and uh, let me just – since I've got your attention. This morning I was sharing with my wife. This morning I was praying uh, – not praying. I was asleep and had a dream, and there was maybe four or five – uh, six people in the uh, dream, and something was going on. And then all of a sudden I told them, as they, I had them lined up, and I told them, I don't know what's going on here. Somebody's doing something. Uh, but there's witchcraft operating here. No. Mm-hmm. Portion, I guess. But uh, you can pray with me about why I had that dream. I don't know who those people were. But it was very evident in my dream that I was um, pointing out, you know, witchcraft operating, and these folks were saints. Hmm. Nevertheless, any other comments about um, finance or offering seed offering?
5: Well, one of the things I think is really going to be happening um, among the body with, you know, again the, for instance, you know, our our country is in great turmoil. Um, you know, judgment is, you know, God's judgment is beginning and so forth is, you know, those that, you know, give money to get a tax write off, that sort yes. of thing. And, you know, there's so many times with the five oh one C three that they have been abused and you know, what's on the horizon talking with accountants and attorneys and so forth, um Pretty soon, you know that may be totally stripped from the country, you know, from you know our country, um, and it's like, okay, why are we giving? Are we giving to get the tax write-off? Um, that's the wrong motivation. Right. I personally, I personally, I don't have a 501c3. Number one, I can't afford it, um, and also two, I don't want the government telling me what I can and can't do within the ministry that God has called me to. And if someone, you know, wants to contribute, the only reason they want to contribute to my next, say my next trip to Africa is to get a tax write-off. That's not a godly motivation. Mm
3: -hmm.
5: And um, so there's going to be a a great shaking um, that's going to be happening with finances and so forth. And, you know areas, you know, with churches and congregations, you know, where it's been abused. You know, God's not going to be mocked.
1: Amen, amen. I was speaking to a uh, apostle in a uh, one of the larger uh, apostolic uh, movements in the United States. He's the number two. Um, he's number two in his organization and uh he's here, he lives here in cleveland we were we were talking today and he told me that uh this year has been the worst financial year that he's experienced as being mm-hmm. over his ministry uh and uh, uh he did, we, we didn't go into why but I know I've heard this a lot that um you know giving is down in uh Uh, many places, and uh, uh, Drusha, uh, in addition to what I'm saying, going back to what you're saying, uh, yes, the tax exempt status uh, is being targeted. They want to to remove that, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and uh, that's been a a great shelter, tax shelter, a Mm -hmm. great shelter for the churches, for Individuals and whatever and uh, th- some things like you say some things on the horizon uh it may uh, it may change, and mm-hmm. one of the things that one of the things that uh may change saints of God is that the church in a sense the people in the church have been divided in a sense
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: in this way that uh because there's so many commodities, there's so much merchandise that mm-hmm. you can obtain now. There's so many things that you can buy with money uh, that's so much different than the church 40, 50 years ago. There wasn't,
3: mm-hmm.
1: we didn't have so many opportunities to go to stores right. to go on these vacations and uh, to spend money like we do. Uh, if the economy uh Goes the way some people prophetically are saying it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Some of these some of these things may stop, and it may cause people to rethink the way they handle the money.
3: Mm-hmm. And the
1: churches are going to have to prepare, as I keep saying, here in Cleveland, we're going to have to prepare for increase,
3: uh,
1: mm-hmm. uh, uh, people increase, you know, and uh, we may begin to uh, handle our money more wisely and more frugally, uh,
3: yeah.
1: uh, if that's the right word, uh, because mm-hmm. of the, uh, the the judgment things that are being mm-hmm. prophesied over this nation. Yes. Mm-hmm. You were going to say something, Jerusalem?
5: No, I'm disagreeing with what you were saying.
4: Uh, Apostle, uh, I had something I wanted to say. Yes. Um, I, I understand what you guys are saying, and I do believe that, you know... Um, I would churches are automatically exempt we already have an amendment right and our constitutional rights and so I don't really understand why a lot of churches do the 501c I do understand it but I think that when they do the 501c they use it in the wrong way and uh, I mean just like you know especially if you have a lot of uh, people in your in your church or whatever um, I don't you should not even have your church under I don't even think you should have your church incorporated because once you incorporate a church it's the same as any business that's incorporated the, the state or the government or the that state that you're in has a right to come in and audit mm-hmm. your books or whatever it is that they that they feel is necessary. If anyone makes a complaint about anything, they have a right to come in to to audit. Mm-hmm. So I I would never incorporate my church or but if you have a. a the social service part of of your church, which is your the which is different, then that's where that the five hundred one c could be effective if it was used properly. But because of greed, mm-hmm. they have not used used it properly. They have they have abused the programs, and uh, these programs have been around for a long time. And when once the um. Uh, our president came in, and they started doing a faith-based initiative. All these things started coming about where people were starting to apply for 501C, getting it, and, and it's a lot of money for some people. And so mm-hmm. a lot of greed is attached to it, and they're not using the program for social services like they should be or for at-risk for, for youth and the people, the kids that are in our, in our churches, for meal programs mm-hmm. and the things that they really should be using it for. And if there becomes a, a lot of misuse and abuse, of the money, and so therefore now the church is in trouble. Now we want to try to correct what they should have never been uh, uh, getting into in the first place without proper knowledge or understanding of what they were really doing, because they already have a file. We're already exempt from taxes anyway to begin with. Anytime you uh, – a church, that's our amendment right. That's our constitutional right.
1: Well, yes, I, I totally agree with you. We, we're tax exempt, but just like you said, uh, some of the uh, ministries,
3: they mm-hmm. want to have
1: the uh, government um, – Mm -hmm. cooperation or partner with the government Mm and getting those funds and whatever. And, you know, they're saying, well, you have to have a 501c3 and whatever, and they've went to it. And then, as you said, then the government has a a Mm -hmm. say-so. And evidently uh, these services they will not give it to you if you're only tax exempt. You know they, they they know what they're doing. I, I understand what mm-hmm. you're saying, Prophet Bahati. I understand what you're saying. Uh, any, anyone else? Anyone else? So, question is: Is tithing in the New Testament?
3: With to
5: me, it is. Um, of course, you know, with my background, to me. I can say Old Testament, New Testament, it's all one book. Um, you know, and, and I hear believers say, oh, Jesus did away with the law. Um, no, Jesus oh, he fulfilled the law.
3: That's right. And,
5: yeah, go ahead.
1: Um, I was agreeing with you. He fulfilled it. I was agreeing with you. Amen.
5: Yeah. You know, and, you know, 'cause when when in in fact I had this um, happen last Sunday at the uh, at the Nigerian church that I speak at and someone, you know, brought out, Oh, well Jesus did away with the law and so I stood up and I said, Well come on, let's let's go rob a bank and you know, let, let let's go have an orgy and all, and you all seen the look on this young man's face. But I said, Well you said Jesus did away with the law. We don't have to obey the law. <laughs> and And, um, you know, a wild look, and it was just like, no, Jesus fulfilled the law. He gave us, you know, and again, we do fail, we do fall, you know, and praise the Lord, you know, for Jesus' salvation, but he never did away with the law. Jesus obeyed it himself, and, um, you know, it's for our instruction, our protection, um, you know, and... um, you know, so to me, yes, tie, tie, it, it, it's all one book. Um, it's and, and again, you know, with the thing that came up with the taxes and Jesus had Peter, you know, go catch the fish. And there was the coin in its mouth to pay the taxes to, to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. And by the way, that scripture also is talking more than just taxes. It's different laws and so forth. Um, but yes, it, it's there. It's there, and um, you know, and again, praise the Lord, you know we can give above and beyond that ten percent, um, and it sh- again it should be for our love to the for the Lord that we want to please the Lord and we want to see you know the good news go forth, especially as the end times are coming um, to get to get the good news of the gospel out to to the world.
1: Amen, amen. Um, Minister Denine, are you on the call? Minister Denine, are you on the call? Yes,
3: I am.
0: Sorry, I was on mute.
1: <laughs> Did you know, uh, maybe you don't know uh, who is talking. This is Jerusha uh, Myers in Oklahoma. Right. Have, have you all sh- talked on, uh, and the reason why I'm saying this is because she has a mindset to go to Africa is that right jerusha
5: yes, um, I'm planning to uh, go back i um in december
1: in december oh. you're going back to Uganda
5: yes, yeah, I'll be based in uganda and and going to into different countries in east Africa
2: yes
1: elder Scheng, that's where you went right
2: yes, I've been to uganda
1: you you were there <laughs> two years ago, correct yes. Okay. And I want to go too.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually planning on staying six months this time.
1: Amen. Yeah. Well, um, um, Jerusha, are, are you uh, planning on doing a GoFundMe? Um, I have thought
5: about that. So, have um, I. that's
1: why I'm saying it.
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I had, I've had people try to do those and sometimes it's really hard to get your money from them <laughs> and, um, basically, um, they're, you know, again, if someone is really needing the tax write-off or whatever, you know, it's like, well, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm talking to, um, in fact, my congregation, um, is um they don't actually my have an actual five oh one C three they do have a ministry that's under uh Christ for the nations and so um we have been talking about that that you know there's a possibility that you know people would be able to to give through that and um so um I know the last time somebody just went and directly bought my ticket um for, you know, the trip and again um, you know the, the monthly expenses and so forth, but it's very very cheap for me to live in Africa. So <laughs> money um, goes a lot further, and I, I don't stay in hotels. I don't go to do touristy stuff. I mean, you know, I've I've never seen a lion in Africa, for example. Um, I don't go to the parks and things like that. But um, I've just heard so many negative things about the Go uh, Fund Me, and they do take out a percentage.
1: Oh, Julie. Okay, okay, okay. I only mentioned uh, Minister Denning because I know she has uh, aspirations to uh, go there too. Uh, As a matter of fact, um, she has uh, uh, a ministry, a church there in Africa. At least one we know that is named after her. Is that right? Oh, neat. That's correct. Hatcher's International Ministry. And so, um um all these things, you know, these visionary things that we're talking about,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it takes it takes finances. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Doctor Shaw has uh just come back from uh a time away and I know she's got a lot to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably gonna take uh time and finances. Right, mm-hmm. Doctor Shaw?
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. Amen. So you know mm-hmm. everything. Everything we do, saints. You know everything we do in the kingdom.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it takes finances. Yes. And, uh, Jesus uh, spoke a lot about finances more than uh, maybe some people know, but he t- talked a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like you started out, uh, Jerusha, by saying, "Jesus was Jesus wasn't wealthy in mm-hmm. in the natural sense.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Did have he did have a." core group of ladies, if you will, mm-hmm. that supported him. The was right. a group that um, followed and mm-hmm. uh, supported him. Of course, everybody knows when he had to pay taxes what he did.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. He went to the water, you know, to the fish, right? But uh, in other words, and, and I think that's descriptive of the fa- fact that as we go forward in God, amen, by faith the Lord will supply. He becomes amen. not just He's not just provider, he becomes provision.
6: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want to add to that, Apostle, um, that that was definitely the main thing that I, I had mentioned earlier as far as faith was concerned because it's really not about the seed it's about the faith and letting God deal with us the way that he prefers to deal with us and not the way that we think we want him to deal with us and he always gives us what we need so Mm -hmm. just to have the faith in him and letting God be God and uh, not getting uh, over excited about you know what we should do But get excited about what God wants us to do.
1: Mm -hmm. Amen, amen. So uh, we've been on about an hour. Again, I thank the Lord for Prophet Bahadi that uh, you 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 know carried the ministry uh, last Thursday. It is it is so appreciative. Mm -hmm. I am Mm -hmm. so appreciative uh, of it. I uh, I shared um, with some. that even when we were in New York, even though I was there in the city, that you know our our living conditions, unfortunately, were not the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know the Lord, you know, yet blessed in spite of that. Mm-hmm. I Amen. Want to give everybody, uh, and I won't. I won't go into that because I almost did because this is recorded and anybody can log in and listen to this, uh, I'll, I'll speak directly to the people responsible for our living conditions, Elder Sheik. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. But um, anybody having any last words, comments, concerning anything that we've talked about tonight? Um,
0: mm-hmm. This is uh, Mr. Charlton, two things. Uh, one, regarding sowing the seed. Uh, from, from my aspect, it goes beyond the tithing and authoring Offerings. And it might not necessarily be monetary. Say, for instance, uh, mm-hmm. I might be struggling over here myself, but then I see my 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 sister, a widower, you know, uh, Dr. Shaw, and I go over there and I lend her a hand. But, you know, I look past mm-hmm. what, what my need is and I help someone mm-hmm. else in their need and in turn, you know, God can uh, help me. And the other thing, ironically, I was talking to one of my coworkers today, and he's from Ghana, and we were discussing uh, Liberia. I told him I wanted to uh, mm-hmm. go over there within the next year, and I said I also want to go to England and, you know, and Canada. I said I want to go to those those three destinations. If I don't go anywhere else, I said within the next year or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he said, well, if you go to Liberia, make sure you stop in Ghana. <laughs> and I said – Then he got ready to leave my, after we finished our discussion, he got ready to leave my desk. And then he turned around and he came back to me and he said, he said, whatever the Lord tells you to go, just say yes. And That's he's right. going to supply the need. And this is Amen. what, you know, I don't talk to this young man. You know, they they had they had us on a project together, and he had to come to my desk for a half an hour. And we got finished doing what we were talking about probably in 10 minutes. I told him what I needed in the database. And then we started talking about mission. And, you know, he walked away, came back. He said, wherever the Lord tells you to go, just say yes. Amen. <laughs> and he's going Amen. to provide the way. So, uh, you know, I look
1: forward to that.
6: Amen. Amen. Mm
1: -hmm. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else?
4: Apostle, I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I was in church on Sunday, and so the uh, the minister, he was telling the uh, congregation about, I guess it's a, I don't know if it's really new or not, I haven't really heard of it, but it was called Secure Give, and so he was saying that it's a mobile app that you could, that yeah. you could put on your phone. And so does anyone, are you familiar with that? And if so, maybe can someone give me information in regards to that?
1: Yes, there's a pastor here um, uh, under what they call under my covering, you know, that terminology, name is Pastor Nickerson and he uses it. Okay. Um he uses you use it right through you can uh give right you can uh go online and download it and uh give it to your church <laughs> from your home. Mm-hmm. Um so um it's supposed to be secure. I don't know if they're taking percentage. You know, we use a square at church.
3: Right. Mm
1: -hmm. And they take a small percentage. Mm -hmm. The same way Visa or MasterCard does when you go to the store. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, yeah, it's supposed to be safe. I have a pastor that's using it now.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use Square also for my business and also for for the church as well. But I was thinking that with this right here because he was saying that you no, know, you know, no matter where you are, if you, you know, you know, get up at three o'clock in the morning and God has directed you to give, you can just get online and, and a mobile app or I guess on on your computer as well, and then just give that way. And um, so I, he and he just kind of gave us the say it was a mobile app, and so I had not really heard of it. And I was uh, when we were talking, he was speaking in regards to um um. Them going overseas and and far as uh, GoFund go dot Go what is it GoFund dot com or whatever then I that just sort of came into my mind and I was thinking that you know it sounds good and everything but I really have not used it and didn't know anyone that had used it other than the church that I was at on Sunday.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. <coughs> Amen. Uh, so, yeah, it's supposed to be safe and secure.
2: Anyone else?
1: Okay. <laughs> We want you uh, just asking that you would pray for uh, my family, oh, my yeah. wife, and uh, the family here, McCormick, and uh, uh, you know my family, Griffin family, and all those pertaining to my the loss of my father-in-law. He's 92 years old. Um, tomorrow at Gaines Funeral Home, for those of you in Cleveland, <clears throat> viewing at Gaines is um, all day. And then on Saturday morning at uh, 10 o'clock to 11, mm-hmm. we're having the week and the home going at 11 o'clock. We solicit your prayers. As a matter of fact, while I've been talking to you, I was just uh, inboxed that uh, my second son and his family are on the way from Virginia right now. Mm-hmm. They'll be coming in at about one o'clock uh, uh, in the morning. So, you know, we're going to have a, a busy weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I thank God, amen for you, appreciate you all. Again, I want to say that at the end of August next year, August next month, it'll be two years that we've been on the round table, and and I do thank God for you all and Mm -hmm. for your support. Uh, Pray for us. There's a lot of uh, um, ministry things to uh, to get done. There's supposed to be a consecration for me in uh, two weeks. Mm-hmm. I know you have a um, question in your head, Amen. About that, you mm-hmm. know, I can talk to you about it tomorrow. It's
3: okay. it's coming to pass.
1: It's 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 working out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and so um, I thank the Lord, Amen, for you. Hope we hope and pray all minds are clear. Just want to say this to you: whatever the Spirit of the Lord says, you know, do it. Just like Mary told mm-hmm. those uh, servants,
3: mm-hmm. and the
1: wedding came again. Whatever He says, do it. Mm-hmm. It tells you to go do it. And let, let me just say this real quick before I release you. There's a woman of God on my page that's in Nigeria right now. She lives in London, England. She is Nigerian. She said, Amen, the Lord told her to go back to Lagos, to go back to Nigeria.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Her, um, uh, She didn't have the money. She had just had enough to get the ticket and go. and mm-hmm. A few more dollars left over. Her family, her children, was basically saying, Mama, don't do that. You know, um, don't do it, don't do it. it. She said, I have to. The Lord told me to go. Mm. She's there right now. And when she got there, um, somebody um, put her up in a place. Somebody bought her furniture. Mm. Everything Everything was taken care of. Because she was obedient to God, when mm-hmm. God took go, oh, she went, mm-hmm. even though it didn't look like it made sense. And so I just leave that with us. Whatever God tells us to do, saints, let's do it.
3: Amen. Mm-hmm. Whether
1: it's big, whether it's small, whether it seems strange, whether uh, whether your name is Joshua and He tells you to march around the walls, you know, X amount of times and don't say nothing.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Just do what he says, because there will be a God result at the end. Amen. We thank God, amen for you. We just want to ask somebody to be volunteer to release us in prayer.
0: I'll I'll be glad to do
5: that. Father God, I just do thank you for my brothers and sisters here. And, Father, just um, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing. Father, we just thank you that you give us a hope, and Father, we just ask that our faith would be so strong that when others see us, they will ask, what is the reason for the hope that is within us, Lord? Let us bring glory to your name. I hold up Martin Griffin and his wife and their family in this coming Saturday. Father, I just praise the Lord that this dear man's with you. No more pain, no more suffering, that he's dancing before your throne, Lord. And, Father, I just ask that you just use this time in their family for those who do not know you, Father, that you would just use this time for them to think about, if I was to die today, where would I be? And, Father, we just ask that your name be glorified. Father, we convict us when we're not obedient Father, give us your wisdom and discernment, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you're coming again and your return is soon. Thank you for your love for us. And we just do ask this in the name of our precious Lord and Savior and coming Messiah and King, the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. God bless you, saints. Thank you. God bless you. Right, have a good evening.
3: Good night. Good night. Good night. night.